Amen. wonder if we could turn in our Bibles to the book of um, Proverbs chapter 18. And we're going to read from verse 1 of the chapter. The book of Proverbs chapter 18. And beginning our reading at the first verse of the chapter. Proverbs chapter 18. And beginning our reading at verse 1. Through desire a man having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may recover itself. When the wicked cometh, then cometh also contempt, and with ignominy reproach. The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. It is not good to accept the person of the wicked, to overthrow the righteous in judgment. A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calleth for strokes. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. The words of a talebearer are his wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. The rich man's wealth is a strong city and an high wall in his own conceit. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty and before honor is humility. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and shame unto him. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit who can bear? The heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. He that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but his neighbor cometh and searcheth him. The lot causeth contentions to cease, and parteth between the mighty. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. The poor useth entreaties, but the rich answereth roughly. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Amen. We know the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his precious word to our hearts. My text is verse 10 there. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Let's just unite together again the word of prayer. A loving God and our Father, as we come to thine word now, we pray for a sense of thy presence. We'd ask thee that thou wouldst come and apply thy word to our hearts and shut us in with thyself this evening, for it's in Jesus' precious name that we'd ask these things. Amen. Amen. We live in a world um, that is full of danger and full of uncertainty. At times we can feel secure. Maybe everything is going well for us and everything is stable. And we just progress in life through all the stages. Maybe we get 
our qualifications, exams, get a job, maybe get married, then have children, and we just go through the common round, and everything is well. But we know that it doesn't always last. Sooner or later in life, there comes troubles. It may be greater troubles or lesser troubles. Sometimes maybe the marriage fails, or the children do not come, or the children rebel, or something trouble. There is uh, sickness or death enters in, and we uh, recognize that this life is a veil of tears. And it may not just be what we might say is the ordinary troubles of life, but we think about the spiritual troubles that can come. The Bible warns us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against angels and principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we face the onslaught of temptation, and then there are times when the powers of darkness seem to gain the ascendancy, and where there is a turn away from God and the things of God, and the Word of God, the pressure is on in various ways. And uh, that's something that's very real, not only in the past, but in our own day. I read today how that there were 5,898 Christians known to have been murdered last year. And it may not be happening in our own land, but we certainly feel that the atmosphere toward the Christian faith is getting colder and colder. We are in a wicked and an ungodly world. And, in, uh, and if there uh, are those who would do us harm because we represent the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, uh, we recognize that there is that difficulty. And Solomon here is a, a godly man. He knows that at, at the spite of all of this, the righteous person is safe. He knew not just because of theory, but because he had experienced it and he had been told it by his father. David knew personally that Jehovah was a strong tower that he could find safety in in the days of extremity. We think of when he faced the enemies that were um, hunting him down uh, there were those that were planning to kill him. He faced armies. He faced the enemies of his country. He faced personal threats from people. He faced enslavement. He faced all of these things and all of the temptations in the spiritual realm. But David was able to testify that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous runneth into it and are safe. And I want us to think about our safety tonight. I think we're still all feeling the sadness and the pressure of the last few days and the times, and sometimes we just need to sit down and we need to find our safety. We need to sit still and be still and know that the Lord is God. And so I thought about the text of Scripture tonight, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous runneth into it and is safe. And there are just some things that I want to bring to our attention for help and for 
our encouragement tonight as we think about the great God that we serve. And the first thing that I want you to see is the source of our hope. It says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. A name is a powerful thing. This is more recognized in the days when Solomon was writing this. In the ancient times, they recognized that the name or an identity of a person that was uh, given. When you hear the name of someone, you think about you maybe have an inner vision or a thought about what that name carries, what you know about the person. All of their uh, attributes come to your mind when you think about the name. And that's what he's saying here. And we can see here that God's name or God's reputation preceded him. We think of the book of Joshua, for example. When God, when God was leading the children of Israel into the promised land, and Joshua and the people came to the walls of Jericho, and they went uh, to send in the spies to spy out Jericho, and they discovered Rahab. And they spoke to Rahab, and Rahab was willing to protect them. But she said, when they talked to her, in Joshua 2, verses 10 and 11, we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you, when you came out of Egypt, and what you did uh, to Sion and Og, uh, the two kings of the Amorites east of Jordan. And we, we, they, uh, they recognized, or she recognized, the power of God, that God had, the Lord God of heaven uh, had been with them. And the Lord's uh, reputation, as it were, his name, had gone before them. And by faith, as it were, Rahab, tapped into the name of God. And in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 10, the word used for Lord here is in the capitals, in the authorized version. Is that just some anachronism of the translators of the authorized version? Well, no, it isn't. Because when you see capital L-O-R-D, that means Jehovah. And we think of how the Lord revealed himself to Moses as Jehovah, the great I Am. The great self exist, exist one. Of course, the Jews didn't write the name Jehovah. They just used the four letters of the, the name, the J, if we called that the Yod, um, like a, 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 a J or a Y, and the H and the V and the H. And then they took from Adonai and from uh, the, the name um, um, Elohim, they took the name, they took the vowels from that, and they uh, came up with the name Jehovah. But even the authorized version writers didn't write the name Jehovah. And that's why it says capital L-O-R-D. But that's who it is. The great I am. The great one who is always existent. Who is the great and powerful God. And we think of God's character today. He is a rock. He is a fortress. He is the one that's not the magical properties of uh, some of the heathen gods. Uh, Allah cannot uh, help us. The, the gods of the Hindus cannot help us. The uh, animals and the stones and the insects of the uh, natives and the Indian tribes and the pagans, they cannot help us. But God represents who he is. 
He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our banner. He's the Lord of victory. He is Jehovah Kenyu, the Lord our righteousness. He has dealt with our sins and he has cleansed us and washed us in his own precious blood. He is Jehovah Makedesh. He is the one who will sanctify and deal with the innermost battles with sin. He's Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. He's there with us in our need. He's there in the midst of our pain. He's there. He's Jehovah Rufi, the one who will be our shepherd. The Lord, our shepherd, is what David could say. The Lord is my shepherd. And in pain and in sickness and in disease, he is there to meet our need. And then, of course, he's Jehovah Shalom. The Lord give peace. And in the midst of the turmoils of life, thank God that we have the Lord, who's the Lord of peace. He gives that peace that passeth all understanding when we look to him and when we turn to him. Yes, the name of the Lord is a strong power and we rejoice in our God today but not only do we see the source of our hope which is the name of the Lord here but I want you to notice the safety we receive it says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower now the name strong tower there speaks of a fortified tower tower it speaks of a fortress It speaks of a tower of strength. It uh, speaks of great strength. And you think of the towers in the bygone day. You even look around the countryside and you can see the towers that were built. And they were built for the safety of the people. And they were strong castles and they were placed on hilltops and they were the place of uh, safety. And I want you to think about this uh, strong tower here. And I, I think about the tallness or the height of this tower. A tower is a high structure. Um, I think about uh, the uh, tower, Devonish Tower, for example, Dev- uh, the tower in Devonish Island where I come from. And, of course, it was made for safety, and they built it high so that the monks that went in there could look out over the, uh, the uh, Loch Ern and they could see any who were approaching. And this is a high tower. And we thank God that we can see and we have a heavenly vision when we think about the high tower. In Psalm 148 and verse 13, it sort of takes up the theme. It says, Let them praise the name of the Lord because his name is high. Above others, his glory is above heaven and earth. And the name of the Lord's a strong tower, and it's a high tower, because God is one who sees the end from the beginning. He is the one who can see the danger approaching. Maybe we don't see the danger. Maybe we don't see what is happening in our world. But as we look into the word of God, We get that knowledge and we get that insight into all that is taking place. You think of of, um, uh, Hagar when she was in the desert and she came 
and she recognized that the Lord was with her, and she called God, Thou God seest me. Because God does see. He sees all about us. He knows what we're going through. He knows all about our needs and about all the dangers that we face. And we think about this high tower. And because it's high, it's above our problems. You know, when the Vikings would have attacked Devonish, they would have pulled up the, the, the door of the tower, is well up into the tower, maybe about a third of the way up the tower. And they pulled up the, um, the uh, rope that they went up to, up the, the rope ladder that they went up into the tower. And then, as it were, they were above the problem. And the tower brings us above the problem. And that's what the high tower does for us. There are many problems that we face and difficulties in this life. But this tower brings us above all of the things of life because just they fade in, into insignificance in the face of the power and the grace of God. They're, they're just nothing. There are so many things that we worry about and we shouldn't worry about them. We shouldn't get dwell on all of those things. Because when we look up, we recognize that eternity's values are far better than anything else. It says in Proverbs 18 and 11 that the rich man's wealth is a strong city and has a high wall in his own conceit. And there you see, here was these people and they were depending on their wealth. This was their strong city. This was their, tower, uh, their high wall, their strong tower. But he says, it's their own conceit. It's just conceit. It's vanity. It means nothing. So this is a tall tower. But then it's a tough tower. The tower is strong. How strong is the tower? Well, the prophet Isaiah sort of gives us the answer to that in Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. He says, Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. This tower is all sorts of defenses. You see, these towers, and they were designed um, for um, the protection of the people. There, there, were, there were no openings, only the minimal amount of openings. And the uh, windows were often just slits where they could fire the arrows out of them. And so it was all designed. It was, uh, the walls were maybe feet thick so that uh, nothing was going to knock them down. And thank God that this tower that we are to find refuge in is a strong tower. It says in Isaiah 41 and 10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. And we think of how the Bible says, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord, Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. My, we have a strong tower. Isaiah said again, Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stead on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. 
You think of the words that Paul wrote to the Philippians, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's what we mean when we say that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. He's never going to let us down. He's never going to disappoint us. If we just place ourselves in his hands, despite all that we face, despite all the difficulties, if we just are willing to place ourselves in his hands, have faith in God today, then the name of the Lord is a strong tower. So this is a tall tower and a tough tower. But also I want you to see it's a targeted tower because it's specifically for the righteous. It's targeted upon the righteous. It says in the text here, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. It's for God's people. It's for those that are saved. And my, we thank God for the defense that is given. And we are his flock tonight. And he, he, we, he is our strong tower because he is our shepherd. He says, fear not, little flock. For it is the good Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. No shepherd is going to put a sheep in danger or let them linger in places of danger. The, the shepherd will go with the crook and take them, pull the lamb back from the precipice or pull them back from the water's edge. They, they're going to look after the flock. And we are his flock. And therefore, we, as God's righteous people, can depend upon God because he's not going to let us down. Not only are we his flock, but he loves us. He loves us with an everlasting love. Do you suppose that God is going to spend his precious life blood, his own dear son, as the ransom and bring his people from himself, redeem them, and then let them go? He's not going to do that. He calls his servants and he brings them into everlasting salvation. And do you think that he's going to let the devil trouble his friends beyond measure? No, he's not going to do that. God reassures us. And the name of the Lord is one that the righteous can run to and run into every time of danger. We are safe. Now, our duty is to take God at his word. And in the midst of the trials of life and all that is rest, all the rest of it, we need to take God at his promise. How often we don't do that. How often we try and get filled with the problems and the difficulties of this life, let them run round and round in our heads and get us down and defeated and all the rest of it. And we don't rest in God. It's like the woman I heard of one time that was getting in the plane for the first time and was so very nervous about flying and thought about the danger and all the rest. And the, uh, uh, the hostess in the plane was coming round. The uh, flight attendant was coming round. And the woman was sitting in a very awkward position with her 
feet off the ground. And the woman could see her distress. She said, just you to relax there. She says, everything's okay. Uh, we, we have flown many times and all the rest. And you'll be perfectly safe. She says, just relax there. Put your feet out and uh, stretch out. She said, the woman, she says, well, I don't want to put my feet on the ground because I don't want to put my weight on the fleeing in case I bring it down. Well, that's as stupid as we are sometimes. We don't, we don't want to lean on the Lord. We don't want to put our weight where we ought to. No, the Bible says, trust in the Lord. Be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart. Oh, is it too much to rely on him? We need to rely on our God today and put our trust in the mighty God of heaven. So, we notice something here about the uh, safety we receive and the source of our hope. But there's one more thing that I want you to see tonight, and that's the shelter we must seek. Because we know that the name of the Lord now is a strong tower. We know that it is a place of safety, that it is a mighty tower, an everlasting tower. God's not going to let us down. But then there's something that we need to do because it says the righteous runneth into it and is safe. Now, that's what we've got to do. We've got to run in. We, we uh, can see that God is a strong tower. We can recognize that he's going to meet our needs and our troubles and our difficulties. And God has provided this wonderful place of safety. All we've got to do is run into it. We need to find the shelter. Well, you say, how do I do that? Well, I want you to see the, the instrument by which we run. We run to God by the instrument of prayer. We run into God's presence, and we bow at his throne of grace. We call upon the name of the Lord. We have an example of that in David. If you turn back just to the Psalm 18, and you look at, uh, the example of David, because David is one that did this. We read how he goes to the strong tower. Look at uh, Psalm 18. Look at verses 1 to 6. He says, I love thee, O Lord, my strength. And then he says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. So he recognizes the high tower. But then what does he say? I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and cried unto, the, unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even unto his ears. So there he is. He sees the strong tower. He sees the place of refuge. And what does he do? He calls to God. Because that's how we get into the presence of God. That's how we get into the strong tower. In, in, we enter into his presence in the place of prayer. And you'll notice how he did that. And then you look, and if you look in verses 7 to 11, 
the way that God does rescue the righteous and the way that God makes use, uh, makes um, provision for him. It says, Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken, because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils, and fire out of his mouth, devoured coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down, and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were were dark waters and thick, thick clouds of the sky. And what a privilege it was as he entered into the strong tower and he saw the mighty God that he was trusting begin to shake the enemies and begin to deal with the situation that he was in. And our God is still not changed. And he will never change. He's still the same glorious God. He's still the same. He is mighty to save. His arm is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. And my, the, the name of the Lord represents all that he is and all that he has done and all that he has for us. Love, mercy, grace, loving kindness, and all. Here's David, and he calls upon the name of the Lord. You think again of what the psalmist says in Psalm 61, verses 2 to 3. He says, From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee, when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me, and a strong tower from the enemy. What does he do? I cry unto thee. Lead me to the rock. Lead me to the fortress. Isn't that what we need to do? And the instrument by which we are brought into the, we run into this strong tower is the instrument of prayer, the instrument of drawing nigh to God. Again, the psalmist in Psalm 64 Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. And as he comes, he says, God, hide me. Hide me. Take me away from all of the troubles and the strife. Hide me. And we can be hidden in his Uh, in his uh, place of refuge today. But not only do I want you to see the instrument by which we run, but I want you to see the instinct by which we run. Our text would imply that there is an instinct amongst the people of God to run when the danger comes. You know, it says just the righteous runneth into it, And it just seems to be automatic when the danger comes. You think of the little child. The little child is an instinct to run from danger. You think of how it will run to its mother or to its father, to its grandmother or grandfather, and it's the child's instinct. And the child of God has the same instinct. We ought to run to God. the, The proverb says, The prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself. The simple pass on and are punished. 
And you know, the ungodly don't just have this instinct. We think of how they often get themselves into trouble. But you think of Jacob at Peniel. And his brother Esau was coming with 400 armed men. They hadn't met in 20 years. And there was great danger. So what was Jacob going to do? Well, we read that he wrestled with God. He brought himself into the presence of God and was delivered. I think of David at Ziglag. You know the story in 1 Samuel chapter 30, how the King David was still being persecuted by Saul, and we find that he was uh, away. He had uh, uh, taken up with the Philistines for a little while, and then we read how that uh, they, uh, he, he was being persecuted and all the rest, and how that the Philistines or the Amalekites came and put uh, Ziglag to fire where, where uh, um, David and all his people were. And he took all, uh, all the goods and all of the families of the men of David had been taken. And the people rose up against David and were going to stone him. What was David going to do in that situation? Well, it says that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. When everything seemed to have gone, when, when it seems as if only despair was the way out, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And it may be dark for you, but it's never so dark that you cannot encourage yourself in the Lord your God. You think of King Hezekiah, and my, for a, a moment it seemed that the savage and brutal Assyrians were overspreading the land, and they, uh, there seemed to be that judgment was upon them. We read how they came in and destroyed Israel and all the rest of it, and we think of how they captured cities and surrounded Jerusalem, the capital city of all, and when they got there, they couldn't destroy Jerusalem. It was impregnable because God was there. So Sennacherib, the king of the brutal Assyrians, he uh, contented himself with uh, bombarding the walls of Jerusalem. He said, your God is no better than our gods. Your God is no more able to save than the gods of the heathen. But Hezekiah, we read, went and spread the whole thing before God and said, Lord, you're able to help me. I, I can't stand against these Assyrians. I, I'm going to be defeated if I go against the Assyrians. But Lord, you're able. And he hid himself in the Lord his God. And the Lord sent his angel into the camp of the Assyrians. And they fled, every one of them, from that place. And God gave the people of Jerusalem, a great and mighty victory. You see, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. But we need to run into it. We need to run into it and be safe. We need to take advantage of the blessings that God has given us. We need to trust in his promise, lean on his strength, 
We need to come into the very presence of the Lord. Yes, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. When we're anxious, when we're afraid, when we're sad, no matter what may be the circumstance, and no matter how dire it may look, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. May we run into it and find safety and blessing for our souls this evening. May God write his word upon our hearts. Let's just bow in a wee word of prayer. Our loving God and our gracious Father, we turn to thee this evening in our Saviour's precious name. We thank thee for the reminder of the fact that God's name is a strong tower. Our God, we pray that we might learn to lean upon thee. We think of the little chorus, learning to lean, learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. And our Father, we pray that we might do that. Oh God, there are so many things in this world. We think, Lord, of the financial situation with the war in Ukraine. And Lord, maybe we might have investments and all of those investments will go. We think, Lord, of uh, what happened in Ukraine, people, Lord's homes, and Lord, they're in a rubble. And Lord, we could lose our home. We, we could uh, uh, suffer death. We, we, have, we have known that over the last couple of years with the pandemic and all sorts of things can enter in. But Lord, we thank Thee that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. So, Lord, help us to lean upon thee. Bless thy word and write it upon hearts. For Jesus' sake, amen. Well, let's... Um